0: David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
1: Good morning, guys, or lunchtime. Why are you shaking your head already, Nick? Seriously, if you don't like it, you can get up and walk away. Very simple. All right. I mean, no one's forced to be here, you know? What a start. Yeah, I know. He's just shaking his head. As soon as I started speaking, he started shaking his head. All right. Well, today is a travel day for the Cowboys. We are all headed to San Francisco for the first preseason game, which is tomorrow. But in the meantime, I think we're we have some things to discuss prior to I mean, it's not a I wish we didn't have this show today, but we do. <laughs> honestly. <Wow. laughs> what a great way to get people
2: hyped up to listen to today's podcast. All ever.
1: right, well, let's start off with the news. Robert Quinn, he fractured his hand earlier this week we thought oh well let's see how long he's out the the what they said the doctors and all that said he should be ready to go for week one then yesterday the news comes out that the NFL has suspended Robert Quinn for two games and that came as a surprise for some of us Uh, (laughs) some other people maybe have started hearing about that for a while but just wanted to Get your thoughts on, on what this means for the Cowboys and what they're trying to do at defensive end. Obviously, we still have Demarcus Lawrence recovering from the surgery. You got Tyrone Crawford from the hip injury. Then you have um, Randy Gregory. Mm-hmm. That's the other one. Randy Gregory, who you still don't know what's happening with him. He's suspended uh, and indefinitely. So what's going on here with this position, and what do you think – this change how does this change the game for the cowboys of
2: the 10 11 12 whatever the number is pro bowlers on this roster how many how many of them do you feel great about for week one right now
3: that was my question yesterday yesterday's show right and it seemed like across the table everybody was kind of like yeah i'm good i well but
2: real quick i i I feel the same way yeah i really do Uh, like i feel fine but it is it is funny that uh what Travis Frederick, kind of a question mark. Zach Martin dealing with the back. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence hasn't practiced. Byron Jones hasn't practiced. Robert Quinn is now suspended. So yeah,
3: I get it. Running back isn't here.
2: The running back's not here. Wow. Yeah. yeah.
3: The receivers not practicing. Like nah. there's there's a lot. But my point is my point is that there is a lot of just not being here. And I'm I, I get I get your point, Dave. That you think most of these guys will will still be there once the games actually start. I'm just a believer in. I do think whether you play them in the preseason or not. I do think there's a reason why you do these practices. You start building the chemistry, you start building the, because I mean this is a new offensive coordinator. He's trying to figure out how he's going to call this thing and what things work and what things don't. And you take a guy out and put another guy in, and it changes sometimes the dynamic of how something works. And so I, I just look at all that, and I, I think that this is going to be one of those years where the Cowboys, and you've seen this, you've probably seen this before with individual players or with a team when things don't really start clicking until week three or four. Um, you'll see that a lot of times with veteran teams because a lot of them don't do a lot during the preseason. And so the first couple weeks, it doesn't seem like it's really flowing. It doesn't seem like it's really clicking. Um, I think the Cowboys might be in for a little bit of that. Good thing for them, they're playing a couple teams at the beginning of the season that are not as tough as some of the teams are going to play a little later, at least on paper as far as what we've what we think of those teams. Um, And so maybe the Cowboys can withstand it. But I don't I don't I don't like the fact that these guys are all missing right now because I think it's important.
2: I just think the vast majority of these dominoes will fall into place before September 8th. Obviously, Quinn will not. We know he's out for two games. Uh, Question
1: mark on Tyrone.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And but the vast majority of these big name players, I think, will be where they're supposed to be, which is the field for the Giants game.
4: So I'm still not that worried about it. Uh, I don't think the the Quinn situation, uh, you know, I, he hasn't looked that great out here. I mean, he, it, it's early. He's a veteran. He's going up against Tyron Smith. It's kind of hard to look great. But I, I do think that they were counting on him to be a guy that that could, you know, provide some stability and an experience to that position, uh, even on the opposite side of, of D-Law. So, but it's nothing that they haven't done before. I mean, this team is, is – got plenty of defensive guys that get suspended for the first couple of games 17 since 2014 17 players a lot. Wow. 17 overall suspensions. Players. that yeah.
2: includes multi multiple offenders and all that stuff but since when what year 14 Rolando multiple times I said like nine Randy mm-hmm. multiple times Skandrick Irving multiple times DeMarcus DeMarcus hmm. Greg um, Hardy did oh. Henry Melton have one too? I don't. It's there's a lot. I don't know. I don't think that. Henry Melton did, but it's a lot. It's too many. But all well, on defense. That's just the defense.
1: Well, Robert Quinn's situation it's kind of interesting because once you see what his agent put out as in a statement of what happened, it was about a medication that he takes for seizures and. Something happened in the pharmacy. There was some kind of cross contamination from another medication, and the there was a percentage of it that got in there that popped up. That is used to cover up uh, substance enhancement abuse or whatever it's called. And there, there is a battle there of what how things went down, and them saying that the NFL has said he they believe he was innocent, yet they still suspended him two times. Now I've seen. A lot of people asking on Twitter about this and asking if he is innocent, why doesn't he challenge it and try to fight for maybe just one game suspension or no games at all? Do you guys know how this possibly can work or what happens He has now?
4: challenged it. He, he has appealed it. This was in April. He's appealed it. Usually it's a four game. I think they've reduced it already to a two game. So uh, this is kind of – it's unprecedented really that it's a two game suspension. So – um, which, when we heard about yeah. it, that was our first thought. Yeah. Was,
3: but it can't be for PEDs because that's always four, and yeah. then they, he got two. So that tells you they
4: already reduced what they normally don't reduce. This is similar to the Skandrick thing, I think. Yeah, because yeah. – and four we talked identity. about that like It
2: was – you know, they changed the policy not to include his – you know, what was in his test, and he got it reduced. That's the thing. They do a great job of keeping this stuff under wraps because – you know, we just heard about it yesterday. Pretty much everybody just heard about it yesterday, except for Robert Quinn and, and his people. They've been going back and forth with the league about this since April. They took the time, his legal team, like, you know, subpoenaed or whatever the records for this pharmacy to look at this stuff. So that gives you an idea of how long they've been doing this. So I think it's pretty set It too can have a, a long conversation about the league's policies and their standard of doing businesses and how inconsistent it is. It's not going to change a whole lot between now and when Robert Quinn has to serve his suspension, unfortunately.
1: All right. Well, let's move on and start talking about tomorrow's game, which people are excited. One of the main questions that come to us when we start having preseason games is what kind of starters are going to be playing? So who do you expect to see playing in this game as far as the starter?
2: If you are healthy, I think you'll see just about everybody. Uh, not a, not for a long time. Probably a series or you know a set number of plays, eight to ten plays. But you know we get to watch the walkthroughs. We're we're privileged in that regard, and it sure looked like a lot of starters were getting some last minute work last night when they came out here. So and that Dak. seems to be
3: Jerry's Dak.
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't think we won't see Zach Martin. We won't see Amari Cooper. I don't even know if they're going to go to Santa Clara. I, Amari Cooper's definitely not. So um, who are your
4: five linemen to start the game?
2: Tyron Smith, Connor Williams, Travis Frederick, Xavier Suafilo, and Lyle Collins. I, I th- The whole starting offense minus M- Amari, Zach, and Zeke, and, I'd and be shocked. Zeke obviously. And then um, and then Witten. I, I don't think Witten's going to play. Either.
4: I'll be shocked if Travis Frederick plays.
1: Yeah. Okay.
4: I mean, do you think he'll play just I based think,
2: off of? I think the starters will get eight cool. to ten snaps.
4: No, that'd be great. I, I, I just would be surprised that they – I mean, just did one-on-one the other day for like – like this week, I believe, for the first time.
2: Travis Frederick himself is the one that said one on one is stupid and doesn't really apply to centers yeah. though. Like he was like, I hate that drill. I don't encounter those situations in football ever, so I don't like doing it. Right. So and I
3: center's usually doubling on somebody. Yeah. It's rare that he's got just a guy that's kind of isolating him in space, so
2: I think I I mean I'll. I'll. We're gonna sit next to each other. I'll own up to it if I'm wrong. But I think the vast majority of the starting offense is I gonna get a series. So.
4: I, I think that'd be great. I just would. Just the way they've handled the Frederick thing, I it would. It would surprise me if he if he was out there. But I guess we'll find out. It won't I'll find out right here.
3: It won't be a lot. <laughs> yeah. That would be my guess. But baby steps the point is you just get to see some of these guys just get it's it's more of just them getting a taste a little bit mm-hmm. you're not you're evalu- They're at least as the cowboys look at it they're evaluating those guys that are going to be coming in after them like they know what these guys are mm-hmm. they're just giving them a little taste to kind of get them in the flow a little bit it's not it's not going to be much in the first preseason game so
2: i hope travis does get some time i think it's important yeah. for him to do that and it's probably important for them to see some tape of him doing the real thing and you know, they said before practices even started that he had the full go. They didn't need to be cautious with him. Obviously, you, you want to be if you need to be. But
3: thing is you got two more preseason games where those vets will play, and they'll play substantially in the third game. So yeah. this game, again, just give him a little taste. I,
2: I want to see if he can handle a possession before I worry well, about I making him play the, the first you, half. Yeah.
3: yeah, right.
1: The earlier you can find <laughs> out, I guess, the better, you know. I think so. so. Yeah, That's right. good then. So, okay, let's go around the table and tell me who would be a guy that you are wanting to – to keep your eye on on tomorrow's game, Nick.
4: Um, I'll say Jalen Jelks because because <laughs> you said, it the, whole said the whole camp, <laughs> camp and <laughs> Stick we're, with we're it. writing a piece about that <laughs> later today, and I haven't written mine yet. But Jalen Jelks, uh, he's gonna especially with all the defensive end uh, question marks that we have, I think that that he'll get an opportunity to play in the like second quarter and then into the third so guys we when you when you have starters that are banged up those guys have to play early and then they're going to play extensive so i i see a lot of 74 jalen jelks i want to see if he can get around the the end and and use you know create some havoc those long arms that's my guy i'm right
3: there with you i would say uh another defensive end dorrence armstrong and i i think he's going to get a ton of playing time he'll he, he may be the guy to start I yeah, would assume probably. he's gonna start and he'll probably when the other starters start coming out he's probably gonna stay in a little while longer um so you may get to see maybe a half of, of Dorrance Armstrong I want to see how he matches up against other competition than the guys out here uh because out here he's looked really good in my opinion um again a defensive end doesn't have to win every time defensive end wins one time at, per game throughout a season he's gonna be a pro bowler so I want to see if he can do that. Can he get a win? Can he get one win this week? And that'll tell me a lot about what I'm thinking or what I'm seeing out here and how it translates to an actual game against other competition.
2: These games, like we just said, you know, even if we see the starters, it won't be much. This is where you want to watch the middle and back end of the depth chart for sure because they're going to have to do most of the heavy lifting. You inspired me on this one, Derek. I want to watch Dalton Schultz because Witten might not play at all. And if he doesn't, Blake Jarwin's not going to play the whole game. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, Mm -hmm. he's not this established vet, but I think he's earned that where he doesn't have to play all 60 minutes of this game. So uh, I would expect Dalton Schultz to get a long look, um, you know, a few quarters at least, and we'll see just how far he's come. No better time to see if you're a good blocker than going against real competition.
3: And we know how much they like to run 12 personnel, which is one one running back, two tight ends, which means that even with the starters, he's probably going to be out there some. Yeah, I would agree.
1: Now, who would be a guy that you think might surprise all of us?
3: Hmm. Ooh. Oh, I know. I'll kind of give two because I like to throw them together: father and son, Mike and Joe Jackson. Father. Okay. I was like, <laughs> father I'm just saying, and son. Like, I just, I, I and I, I probably Archer. maybe <laughs> maybe I've been a little high. No, I don't think so. I think Nick's just been a little lower than everybody else. On oh, what? On Michael. Like you, you said Mike. You think Mike Jackson's been okay? I think he's actually been pretty good. Wasn't it you? No,
4: I don't remember talking <laughs> about Mike Jackson. Somebody else that told me that. Other said that. than he's got really long arms. I don't. Really, I, I, don't I think. I, I think, don't
3: know. I think Mike Jackson and Joe Jackson. I think have been pretty good out here, and I'm interested again to see them against other competition, yeah. uh, because both of them are guys that yeah you like that they're draft picks, but they're not guaranteed a spot. But I think they're right there on that cusp. If they can make some plays in this kind of game, and surprise you with them with one one big play then it kind of pushes them up into that realm of yeah, they gotta make this team. They need to make this team, right? They, so those are two guys I think could could surprise you.
2: They do it every day out here, so I assume one of them will do it in the game. Either John Vay Johnson or Jalen Guyton is going to get behind somebody. Is John
3: Vey a surprise at this point? He won't be for us, but for I guess for fans
4: out I, there I mean yeah it will be if, if, if this is your f- to a game. If yeah. this yeah.
2: is your first look at the Cowboys and he brings in some forty, fifty, sixty yard catch, yeah, I think that'll catch people's eye. Remember yeah.
4: Eric Rogers? Yeah. See, no, you don't. Neither do fans. was number 14. He was great out here at Oxnard for. He like He never three did weeks. it in a game. He never did anything. Yeah. I think he, he he plays in the arena league now.
3: But yeah. but John vay has been he's been way more involved than any guy I can remember. Yeah. Like we we talk about those kind of guys all the time. Those guys usually are doing that against second third team guys. John vay has been out here but running with the ones a he, lot.
2: Here's the thing though is well we'll see. He might get to run with the ones for all right. I know. But he's gonna it. it it's going to hinder him too because he's going to be playing with the second and third offense. Like it's going to be Mike White running for his life what because <laughs> Jake Campos is chasing after the defensive end. Like preseason football gets ugly in the second half because you got guys that aren't that good. So if he can do it but, with a lesser cast, then you know, be You know, that impressive. being
4: said, it happens all the time. The offensive line can't block anybody in the second and third – you know, second half. But it's not like – Michael Strahan's living on the de- on the Cowboys side of the ball. Like it's not like he gets eight eight to ten sacks, you know. Yeah, Have we but, yeah, but that? we But I think we've also noticed though that that. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I just guess think, it's, I just think it's the uh, Cowboys offensive line has been so bad. I don't remember a bunch of defensive ends just getting three to four sacks yeah. in the second half. Like, wow, he's good. Which also so you know picks their line as much as
2: we as much as we talk about them not making the team, like. You'd like to think that the Mitch Hyatts of the world could maybe hold their own against, you know, back into the depth chart competition. Yeah. That's
4: the one thing Colombo said right after the draft. I remember asking him about, yeah, you got some good guys in free agency there. And the college free agency was like, well, when we get to the preseason games, we're now going to be able to block a little bit in the second half. It, that was his first statement. Really? So we'll see. Now, Brandon Knight was, is – he's He's not banged up. Anything. Yeah, banged he's Knight, not Carter play. off the field, not going to play. So it's Hyatt and – is that it? Like, the only guy they got now? High at night? Cool. They had
2: to sign. Oh, no, pooney has gone. I know. They,
4: they signed him, but now he's gone. Uh, they had
2: to sign a guy <laughs> from Michigan who's got like his name three names. I can't remember. Oh, they, they The guy Puda. they signed on, like, Wednesday is going to play on Saturday. Welcome to the NFL. That's fun. So, we'll see. Good but luck. if one of those receivers takes it to the game, I think it qualifies as a surprise. William, yep. William called him the off-the-bus guy. Yeah, he did. The tackle.
3: Oh I, yeah, he's like what? Is he like six seven or something?
2: I pride myself like if you're on the team, I sh- I know your name. I pride myself on that, and I can't remember. Ju- well, he has got four? Jawan
3: Bushel
4: Beatty, I think is his name. Bushel Beatty, is smart. that two names hyphenated, or one. yeah. Okay, Bushel Beatty, JBB, something like that. All right.
1: Who would be your guy that might surprise you?
4: Um, I was gonna say one of the receivers, uh, Guyton and uh John Vey. mainly G- Guyton because he's struggled a, l- a little bit more, I guess, than John Vey. but um. Reggie Davis too, you know, in in that group, he's gonna get some some playing time there at wide receiver. So who's gonna surprise me? I I think Davis would surprise me if he actually <laughs> it took it to the field and played well. What? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just laughing. You say he guy? would actually kind of surprise me. I think so because I think it. Reggie Davis is the guy that is we've seen a lot of. Not mm-hmm. John vay because John vay has got speed that We don't really see that a ton, but. Reggie Davis, the practice squad from a year ago, and now, you know, he weighs 137 pounds, and he comes out here, and, you know, and we'll see. But if he can continue to make plays, I think that would be surprising. I'll give you another one that might surprise me
3: a little bit because I've seen kind of this – there have been moments out here where he's flashed, but it hasn't been consistent, a receiver, uh, is Cedric Wilson. Like there have been some days where he's had some big plays – and then he'll just kind of disappear. You don't see anything from him for a couple of days, and all of a sudden he'll flash. So wouldn't it? It it would be kind of surprising that he would do it, but uh, but you've seen flashes of it. So I, I I think that's a guy that maybe might get into a game like this, and and all of a sudden hit you for a big play, and you're like, oh, Cedric Wilson's now in well, the mix, right?
4: I can tell you who's going to be surprised in the press box. The whole the whole press box will be surprised. The Cowboys go down, score a touchdown, and they make the extra point, and everyone's <laughs> like, "Oh, Maher makes the extra point. Gotta <laughs> go, Maher." But he's gonna get all the kicks, I believe, in this game. I hope so. <laughs> How let's, could you let's not? Just hope he <laughs> makes Seriously? Them. I really don't want to have to go through a week of kicker talk if he misses. Overall, uh, Maher hasn't been terrible, but <laughs> he hasn't been. He I hasn't. know it's just the way you say it. Overall, no, no, but but think about it like this: This is just the same way in a, in a game. If if the guy. Has been 20 of 24 for a season, and he missed two of his kicks were in overtime and they lost the game. Another one was right at the regulation that didn't force overtime, and another one was just a 37 yarder. You'd be like, yeah, pretty good, but when we really needed you the most, you and that's what he's done out here. When it's time to, that's who he's been. That's who he's been. That's 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 probably the the offense's fault for being so good to get up there because (laughs) if they stay back at the 40 and it's a 57 yarder, (laughs) boop, money it's 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 five points for your fantasy league which is important
2: tough to it's tough to gauge it's it's tough to decide how i feel about him because he routinely he's five of six six of seven seven of eight like he's missing one kick per day and if i told you that those were all from 45 plus you'd probably feel all right about it but there's the 32 yarder and the 40 yarder and the 28 yards. So just
3: for kicks, I threw this question out on Twitter yesterday. Uh, It was an overwhelming response. It really was an overwhelming response. But I want to hear what you guys have to say. I went back and I looked. Last year, if you just look at some of the statistics, he was at 80% for the season last year. Uh, Another guy, Brandon McManus, who uh, I think kicks for the Broncos, he was also 80%. But they're two completely that type of kickers. McManus was 100% from 49 and under. He had not missed a kick all season last year from 49 and under. However, from 50-plus, he was only 2 of 7. You can look at um, at Maher. Maher was, I think, 23 of 29 uh, for everything under 49. But he was 6 of 7 from 50-plus. Which do you prefer? You prefer the guy that's money under 50, but you get beyond 50, and you probably aren't going to make the kick? Or a guy that, beyond 50, he's pretty money. Like, he can get you those really long kicks, but... Not horrible, hmm. but he's not going to be – he's going to have some moments under 49 that are going to be like, how do he miss that kick? Which one do you go with?
2: Give me the guy that's automatic from short range because if you had a guy that couldn't hit it from long range, maybe Jason Guerra would be more aggressive in that part of the field anyway and you wouldn't be settling for 50 and 53-yard field goals in the
4: first place. Nick? Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. I agree with the guy. I, I, I want to know when it's a 37-yarder, he's going to make it, you know. Now he kicks outdoors and it can be kind of swirly wind but then again you would think he would be better with the you know with the altitude like yeah. that to get the kick it straight and it goes 80 yards. Yeah. But and you could you know a lot of you make the case of my heart kicks well, most of his games indoors. Yeah. I don't know. I I I I think the guy that kicks it that's inside the 49 yards that can make it more I'd I like that guy more cuz you're yep. right play calling would affect all that. Yeah. What do you think?
1: I mean, give me six points and then one point instead of just two <laughs> <one laughs> points. Yeah. Instead of just two Let's points. Let's score some touchdowns.
3: <laughs> All right, <You>. well. <laughs> no, I was going to say, actually, somebody was, was mentioning that. They were like, look, well, that's with this offense, with this offense, to give me the guy that I know is going to make it under 49 because, like, like you, I think it was you, one of you guys said this, you, you get to the those long kicks, go for it on fourth down. Like, you've got a good enough offense. Where if you got a fourth and one, fourth and two maybe even, man, take a shot. Go for it because you know your kicker's probably not going to make it from that distance rather than settling when you get to the 40-something yard line and and then trying to just make a a long field
4: goal. Fourth and two on the 40 with a percentage that you're going to get it and then – if you kick it from the 47 and miss, then they got the ball at the 47-yard line. I think the percentage of making it fourth and two is better than making a 57-yard field goal. Yeah. And then and they get the ball seven yards back here. So, yeah, they should go for it a little bit more. But
1: Well, let's go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, we'll keep discussing this and other fan questions that we have coming in.
3: If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Hi Get the live sports you love.
5: Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVnow.com. DirecTV now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we news monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 and less canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right. News and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk every X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. While a
0: player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeerdealer.comslash football.
1: Back to the break. Welcome back. Before we went on to break, we were talking about the kicker position, Brent Maher, and all of that. Now there is another kicker out there that i've seen a lot of fans mention and ask about this guy is 44 years old and he he made 20 out of 21 kicks last year with the falcons and then he was let go this offseason matt bryant a name that has been floating around when it comes to this team and The Cowboys possibly bringing him in (laughs) thoughts on this (laughs) this opinion that fans have on this guy
4: 15 years ago they brought him in for a workout here with parcells and he was he was old then he was you know a journeyman 29 30 year old kicker and uh he didn't get the job then and i was shocked that he's been doing it for 15 more years uh yeah he's i mean he kicks same situation for the falcons i mean you know i mean half his games are Pretty much indoors, and if he can do that for Atlanta, it's probably better here. He only missed one field goal last year?
3: I don't know if that's what
4: I'm, I'm taking that. Yeah, I'm taking you at your word on
2: that. Yeah. Actually, there's another that's one. I 20, yeah, a bunch of people right. messaged us about it last night. Uh, the Ravens have a backup in their camp named Kerry Vedvik. Uh, Vedvik. Vedvik. He hit from 55. He ain't going to make the team, by the way. That's well. That's why I'm, <laughs> I know, I'm just, bringing I'm it joking. up, my I'm guy. joking. It's the, that's uh, the joke. He hate. hit from 55, 45, and 26. And, you know, typically I roll my eyes at trade rumors. But if you've got a good second kicker, because we know Justin Tucker's amazing, mm-hmm. you're probably going to trade him when it comes time to make roster cuts. So something to keep an eye on. I'm, I'm totally content to wait until we get back from the West Coast to worry about that. Let's see Brett Maher kick in two games. He'll have two games to kick a bunch of kicks. Mm-hmm.
4: And if this is still really troubling, yeah. there will be options think, as you get the, closer the, to the season. I think the the question is, is what is troubling? And that's because Dan Bailey and the Dan Bailey that they had for a period of about three to four years was one arguably one of the best in the history of the NFL. And so they've been – so what is – because is, is what Maher is doing now, isn't that what the rest of the league is doing? Other than Tucker and maybe. Nope.
3: I did that study, too. Where is he ranked? Last, last year he was ranked 24th in the league as far as his field goal percentage. 80? Uh, at 80%. That's 24th. And there were eight kickers. Um, there were eight kickers, so that would be a quarter. I'm sorry, what, a quarter of the, the league? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That was above 90%. So, it, it's not even like he is. If you rate him relative to other kickers in the yeah. league, that he is still right there around that, and we just have a warped perspective because we just watch him. It's not that he is. He's in the lower part yeah. of the league, lower quarter of the league when it comes to his field goal percentage.
2: Troubling to me is if the same pattern continues, where stuff inside of 40 yards is either dicey or no good, and you have no confidence that a kick that's going being taken from The 25 or in is not a safe bet. The interesting – I'm glad you brought that up, though, because, like, we all felt fine about Dan Bailey last year, and they were the ones that were troubled because they get to see the Mm -hmm. person more than the player. Right. And that is what gives me confidence about Brett Maher is that they see the person and they like the person. As, yeah. At least last yeah. time I checked in, that was which the
3: case. kicker matters. The person matters, Absolutely. right? It, like Absolutely. that's the part that. And explain to people why and you say w- that. Explain I don't. To people and and
2: I don't say person like he's a nice guy. Right. That's not what mm-hmm. I mean. I mean he's confident. He's not down on himself. He's got a good attitude. He believes in himself. Right. And he's right. Bad in, situations and,
3: don't kill his his psyche. He's
2: right in the mind, which is what you hear about he- kickers so much that they're head cases. Well,
4: apparently last year, I mean Bailey, his confidence had had changed to the point after the year before that they got to the preseason and and the games, and he wanted to kick with the same operation. You know, wanted to give LP, Chris Jones, kick it. And LP's not going to play the whole game, and they got another snapper for that. And so Bailey kind of wanted to have those kicks there, and so that became kind of an issue. And Maher, even now, Maher apparently is more of the, just put the ball down. Yeah. Just just don't give me the laces. I don't care who snapped it. Hold it. Just put the ball down and I'll kick it. And so they do love that part of him. But at the end of the day, it's got to they got to make it.
2: And so for again, me seeing less of the person than they do, I want to watch to see if he's shaky from inside the 25-yard line because
4: yeah. that's that's the
2: troubling. And part. that
4: booming leg has got to get more touchbacks too. It did well earlier on, mm-hmm. but then it seems like it's the, you know, and it happens with weather and and with the wind and stuff like that, you don't get as many touchbacks. But I felt like that kind of – that w- wore, he wore down a little bit um, last year having to take all of the kicks and the punts. Don't, don't forget last year Maher punted in preseason uh, games as well. So now his role is different. Let's see how he handles it. Okay,
3: I know the answer to this question, but I got the question on Twitter from a couple people. So I think it's worth you guys at least explaining why the answer will be what, what I think it's going to be. Why wouldn't the Cowboys in a situation like this where you have a kicker who is really really good from 50 plus, why wouldn't the Cowboys at least consider the option of having two kickers on their team?
4: Why? Well, because they they don't think it's that much of a of an issue be f- to waste the whole roster spot because there's no guarantee that this guy's going to make it over and here. And money
1: Putting out, I mean, I don't know how much they make, but you're like, Yeah, I don't think the money a- so who, who but would you're be the spending guy? an extra spot and extra stuff. I know the money wouldn't be a whole ton of issue or yeah. anything, but it's just, just extra no. resources would, but into it, something. The money
3: would be the same as whatever or less okay, than maybe your, what you're paying the for another it? position. My uh, question uh, is like is it
4: worth it is it worth it It's a good idea. It's a good idea. If one of those guys punts. If one of those yes. guys can punt. if one punt, of them can punt. Great. Yeah. And I think teams have done that where you yeah. you're the long kicker. That makes sense. But it's sense. not yeah. the 53 that But you the can't issue. have
3: more than 2. You're saying you you should, but you can't have more than 2 kickers.
4: Because of just the way your roster is made. It's not so much the 53. It's the 46. There you go. The 46, man. It's tough to have three guys. that. I mean, you have four guys that don't do anything. You have a snapper, punter, big kicker, short kicker. (laughs) That was the answer I was hoping you would give. Because that's the answer I think that really is the legitimate answer. Four members
2: of your team that that play, what, 12% of the snaps in a game? Right. Uh, Yeah. I mean, although – well, and that's actually – that is a really good point. Because I'm sitting here thinking, like, well – what if they carry a third quarterback? Is that really? <laughs> right, right. But <laughs> but he's not active. third quarterback's yeah, will active. never dress for a game. And that's so. the point.
3: It's like you're, you're trying to figure out. if Unless you got a lot of injuries, getting to 46 sometimes is sometimes pretty tough, right? Mm-hmm. And do you have the luxury of being able to make a kicker one of those guys, I a say, second kicker?
2: I say this in jest, but, like, not really. In, no, I do. Oh, but, we're just fake kicking here. Oh, darn. What if, I mean, just just go up to his room tonight and say, Jeff Heath, <laughs> get to work on if we – well he said ready. that he said that yesterday and I
3: laughed at him he was like I'm not joking but <laughs> like, like okay. they're
2: like just work on it every day after practice from now until the season starts and let's just see how good he is and if
3: he can handle it he but may you think he can do what kickers around may. the league that do it on a day-to-day I'm basis not, and all they I'm do is get better him,
2: than him i'm not asking him to hit from 45 i'm asking him to hit extra points and chip
3: shots i, I get that but my point still is for there's still kickers in the NFL that all they do is kick and they aren't 100% at that range. I, so you're I'm expecting not, him to do that. I'm not fully
2: serious, but okay, part catch. of me, part of me, if he worked on it every day for the next month, I wonder how good he'd be cuz he mm-hmm. he woke up and didn't know he was going to kick in San Francisco and did pretty damn
4: well on like it 6 hours notice. Pretty good. It was so, Pretty good. <laughs> which, I just, which is that's actually the easy part. It's the kickers when they start thinking yeah, all the time, that's true, right. and the pressure it's is probably easier. He's when sitting it's on pure the bus, adrenaline.
3: riding to the game, thinking, "Oh, I hope kick. they don't call me right. at 35 <laughs> yards yeah. to win the game." Like, I don't want to do that. What you know, do you think
4: kicker if it's if it's 20 to 17 and the d- offense is driving. I mean, obviously they want they <laughs> want to win the game. Yeah, I, I know mean, they, they want to win the game, but like, do they want d- like like in overtime? You know, like in overtime is either you kick the field goal or you score. Do they like? What this. That's mm. what this It depends, like <laughs> but
3: that's the point. If you got a kicker who is who wants them to score a touchdown, most likely he's not your he's not gonna be a good kicker. Because with any of these positions out here, the best players, they want the ball, they yeah. want the opportunity to make the play right. in the critical moment because that's just what they do. They're like, and I'm so great at this, I want the opportunity to show everybody how great I
2: am. From everything him. I've heard, Maher's that kind of guy. Right even coming off a of miss, he's like, Give me back out there, I'll nail it. Yeah. Right. Uh Which is, I say this all the time, but that's how I'm not wired that way. That's how I know I'm not. Because if it was me, I'd be like, come on, Zeke, just bust this thing, man. Just You're over there just rooting hard. You got the towel out. Get this thing in the crowded zone
3: and don't put this thing on my shoulders. I don't want that. But that's also, I mean, that just tells you what kind of special mentality it takes to play at this level. And you talk about any athlete. I mean, basketball is probably even more so because it's only five guys on the court. You see their faces and you're taking that last second shot like – think about the the mentality you have to have to say give me the ball to win the game with right. everybody watching me and i'm on a center stage and i'm the guy you
2: self doubt is not in their vocabulary no, it's and not. I, i'm just like how yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cuz that's all i do
1: <laughs> all right well let's keep answering some of these fan questions one of them is asking are we going to how much of kellen moore's playbook are we going to get to see in tomorrow's game
2: Probably not as much as you want to, if I had to guess. And they don't tell us what they're going to run, but it's preseason. They don't even game plan. Like, they, they don't, you know, there's no intricate plan for this. And they also.
3: They script. Th- there's a difference between scripting and game plan, yeah. right?
2: And then yeah. on top of that, there's no way in hell they want to put
3: meaningful stuff on tape for right. other teams to look at when the season rolls around. So, Which, by the way, right now, no team has really reliable footage on what. He likes to call, mm-hmm. so why give them that mm-hmm. when you get to go into a season and be able to catch everybody by surprise because they don't have any film.
2: I think about that when they I don't know I, I think about that when I videotape every snap of practice. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> Knowing you, the resources that NFL teams put into these things, there's probably guys but around the, diff- the league watching my grainy cell phone. Videos. No, but the
3: difference is the difference is you're just taking an isolated play. They still know. don't know in a certain situation what does he like to do, what is his propensity to do in this situation. That's where they're going to have an advantage, at least for the first part of the season.
4: Oh, it says third and six at the twenty-seven <laughs> yard line. <on> <laughs> no, I don't think they do. I, I think they
3: probably would have shut us down if it was yeah.
4: that. I think uh,
2: I think it'll look very vanilla.
3: Yeah.
1: Who do you think will lead the team in receiving yards? Cooper, Cobb, or Gallup?
2: Oh, I thought it was for the game. Cooper's not well, going to play. We're
1: doing random yeah, things.
2: Cooper, now. Cobb. Cooper's. Cobb. Oh, Cobb. Well, Cobb might not
3: play either. I don't know.
1: No, for the game in for the, the season. season. Wait, oh, I'm are sorry. Did you, talking? Sorry, you sorry, said sorry. yards
3: or receptions? Yards. 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 It better be Cooper. It better
2: be yeah. Cooper
1: <laughs> <laughs> After all that if money. We're about to see <laughs> if, we're about to get the, if this contract
3: is going to get I'm, done, it better be Cooper. I think it'll be Cooper.
2: I'm, I mean, 80. 80 Two hundred catches, eleven hundred yards, something like that. Can I change your question? Something like that. Go ahead. Between Cobb and
3: Gallup, who has more yards?
2: I actually somebody asked me about that because I've been raving about Michael Gallup. Yeah. And somebody was like, "Well, you know, what do you think his season's going to look like?" And I'm, I'm like, it's still probably not going to just like boggle the mind because of the way this team is constructed. They're run heavy. I assume they're going to have an All-Pro running back who will also catch a bunch of passes. And then you've got Cobb and Witten, who are going to be ready made targets
3: for Dak. Right. Which Cobb, that may mean volume for Cobb, whereas in, you know, Gallup's going to be, he's going to make some big plays. 38,
4: I think. 554 touchdowns. Gallup? Like that. Wait, one. say again? 38 catches, that 550. Would be, that would be disappointing after what we've Four seen out touchdowns. here.
2: Because he, he only had, I think 38 was his exact tally last year. Oh.
4: 39. <laughs> 551. <laughs> five
2: I'm going to buy into the hype enough to say that I think he can hit 50.
3: I don't know if they're going to throw mm-hmm.
2: that much. That, I know. That's yeah. the problem. That's, our, that's why I think Nick's Whitten. number is
3: actually good. Whitten, you tell me he's going to get 500 yards off of 38 catches and four or five touchdowns. Zeke. And if Cooper's doing you what know. we think he's going to do, and you got Zeke, and you got Pollard, Pollard. and you got – like there's, with yeah. that, I think that's a really good season for him based on how this I offense think runs. That's you're
4: kind of Alvin
2: Harper-type yeah. numbers, really. Your best, your best hope for Gallup, that's, that stat line is fine, but up the touchdowns. And he should have had more last year. He couldn't connect with Dak. Six, seven? If he brings in a few, yeah, like... Forty-five catches for seven, six something, and but but like seven touchdowns. Yeah, that's a great year.
1: Great. Well, I guess that leads into this next question right there. Will the Cowboys have more passing touchdowns than rushing touchdowns?
2: Yeah, um, they most. I mean, they better if they
4: don't. Most teams have that.
2: Yeah,
3: but. What?
2: Well, actually, that's the thing is Zeke didn't have that many rushing touchdowns last year. What do you have, six? And I think Dak had six well, or seven. Well, they were having
3: issues because, I mean. It sucked the in the red zone. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. so true. W- is that cleared up by Frederick where but he does have that kind I of. I mean,
4: but but Dak also quarterbacks have 20-something touchdowns, right? I mean, 25. 30 is the new. Well, yeah. like okay. So just if he had 25, I mean, Emmett mm-hmm. had the record of 25. You right. Know. Yeah. And then but, dang. I mean, yeah, it'll be passing. Even It'll, it'll
2: passing. be passing.
1: All right, let's take our final break. And when we come back, we'll keep answering some of these questions for the upcoming 2019 season.
2: While
0: a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team.
5: Back
1: to the break. Welcome back. This is the final segment of the break. Now we're gonna keep answering some questions sent from the fans out there through Twitter. What are you looking at, Derek?
3: Seeing what kind of questions. You All right.
1: Up. Next question. How would you rate Dak's deep throws at this point?
3: You saying like on a one to ten scale?
4: Irrelevant.
1: Ooh. <laughs> Dang.
3: Hit Irrela- me with the
4: hot take. Irrelevant, Irrelevant. out here because. He can do him all he wants to out here. Get him in the games, because we've seen out of him. I know that why we're here we're practicing and hoping that it translates. But with Dak, everything is totally different. It's got to tra- translate to a game. Sometimes he doesn't even take what he's doing out here, and he plays way better. So I it's it's I I don't mean that as, it's a big deal because you just said Gallup should have more touchdowns last year because they didn't connect the, as much. But um, I think that. What he does out here, he had a great throw to Cobb the other day, but I just want to see that in the game. I guess you could say that about everybody, but with Dak, I think it's proven that he plays and practices differently. He does. It it it's hard to decide how I feel. Like if you charted up
2: every single throw he's made over 30 yards at this camp, he's probably right around 50%. Like it hasn't been it hasn't been that consistent. It yeah. looked like that last year. The thing is, is you know, if, if, but he, he throws 10 a day out here and in games it's like two. And the, the key is to, can he find a way to be consistent when it matters? Cause he did leave throws on the field and, and no quarterback is going to make them all. Like no. you can go, like I, I'm a jerk about it. I tweet every time, like every time Brady misses a throw like that, I tweet about it because every quarterback misses him. But Dak needs to be better at being more consistent I'll ask it.
3: you this question Dave on that um, <clears throat> one of the things I've noticed out here that, and it hasn't happened a lot but there have been two or three times I've noticed it where you had a guy who was wide open I'm talking two or three steps on the next closest defender and mm-hmm. and Dak missed him mm-hmm. Does that concern you? Because I do think there are some quarterbacks in the NFL. You give them that kind of situation. They yeah. don't miss. Yes. And, and that's um, actually, it's one thing when you're missing when there's tight coverage. There's another thing when you're missing when there's a wide open. Maybe guy. Mm-hmm.
2: maybe it plays into the gamer versus practice thing is like right. when it's easy, it's a bigger struggle because and some of Dak's best throws are against like the best coverage. You go look at the throw he made to Gallup in the playoffs last year. Obviously we've yeah. beaten the Beasley throw to death. Um, He's made some really insane throws against great coverage. But, yeah, it, I'd be lying. And he's
1: made it, some of those here, too. He has. Yeah, he right. Has. And, and that's why uh, The
2: throw Nick just mentioned to Cobb right down right. the seam, was mm-hmm. it was gorgeous. And right. the coverage was good. He made another one to Gallup in the corner. I got it on video. Michael
4: Jackson had great positioning, great coverage, and it just didn't matter. I'm kind of worried a little bit about the guys going up and really just snatching it. Like Dez style. I don't think we have a lot of that on this team. I think you have Cooper and – and not a whole lot else in terms yeah. of guys. And who I haven't can seen do that. Cooper do it a lot. Uh, just I'm talking about me versus you, and I'm my hands are going to get it, and yours aren't. That we don't. Well, see that I a think lot. the
3: difference is. I think the difference is, in my opinion, at least, I think these receivers are better route runners, so they don't have that opportunity. They, they're not in that situation as much. Dez wasn't a guy that, that notoriously got a whole lot of separation, so he had to play that kind of game. Right. These guys, they're getting separation, so, so they don't necessarily have to play that game very often. Romo
4: wasn't a great deep ball thrower. He could never really get that ball out there where Des wouldn't have to stop and come back and make it. Yeah. Um, so, And Dak's kind of the same way. Sometimes that happens. You know, you have to stop and you have to kind of go fight for it. And I just wonder how, how well these guys are going to go, you know, grab the ball when it's up there like that. Yeah. It's,
2: it's tough. I mean, I think you made the point maybe it's different for running backs but in the compete period back-to-back days you know he missed Ola Wally and came back the next day and missed Pollard like those misses give you pause like it's that's not good and so we'll see how it translates i mean i have faith that he'll he'll up his play in the games cuz he always does yeah. but you'd like to see more consistency and not to sound like hot take guy, but especially if you're going to pay him a bunch of money, you'd like to see more consistency. Well, whisper. I
3: love I love the accuracy the accuracy I've seen on a lot of his throws. Absolutely. So so that's the part that I'm like. So I don't I don't really think of it as well his deep ball has not been as like I think he's a gamer. I think he's always he's always shown us he's better in games and he is in practice. And the fact that I see improvement in practice says to me he will also improve in the game. And the other thing if you is you take the logical. You know, transference there. You're
2: probably going to throw it that far downfield two to five times a game, depending on the defense. You're going to throw the crossing routes and the slants and the posts a lot more. Mm-hmm. And that has looked better. Yeah. And especially, I'll say it again, the reason I feel so good about Randall Cobb is because Dak consistently hits him in a manner that allows him to get yak. Yep. And that's what it's all about. And, if he can, and he's
3: better at that than Cole Beasley, his replace that who's he who he's replacing.
2: If he's consistently hitting those ten to eighteen yard throws like he has been, then I'll take what I can get with the deep ball because that's that's not this team's game anyway. This isn't the bomb away offense. This ain't this ain't the Chiefs. I, it would be fun to follow Pat Mahomes, but we don't have him, so yeah. <laughs> you can still follow him. I mean well, professionally. Yeah. Okay. So gotcha. yeah. Well,
1: let's switch up the conversation a little bit. Do you think that Linehan letting Getting let go had anything to do with Witten's return. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're just trying to start mess.
2: Hey,
1: these uh. are fans sending in <laughs> questions. What do you want me to do? No,
2: I don't. Because Witten has Whitten pumped out the same stat line for 12 years under like m- multiple different coordinators and multiple different ideas. I think Witten was miserable in his old job and realized he still could play and still wanted to play. So he
1: would have returned regardless. I, I, I mean, think, I think the question
4: yeah. is valid. I think they I think the phrasing of it might have been back, uh, flipped around. You said Linehan, what, what? did you say?
1: Linehan getting let go had anything to do with Jason coming back.
4: I think I think Jason returning, he, he probably the fact that Kellen Moore was the was the coordinator and and what he likes from from Kellen and liked him there. I don't know if it was like if Lenahan's here, I'm not coming back. But it's like I like I change. can see what what Kellen's gonna do, and I like I I think I I think ten and six and seven and one in the final eight games with Amari is the reason why he was like which
2: oh. okay, but and if somehow which that that would have that was never going to happen but if somehow LeNehan had if everything had just stayed the same you still think Witten would have come back I do I do too Yeah probably I think so Yeah I, it's I think a he, combination. but, but you team. were right
3: you were right it's I think it I think it's what you said at the end there it's about the fact of how this team was playing at the end um I think Jason probably looked at that and said you know what I could bring as a tight end if they had that during that stretch I think they could have gone farther. So I think I can actually add something, and I think this is a really good team. I think that's why he wanted to come back. On top of the fact he was, like you said, and probably not having the greatest time sitting there watching the game and talking about it versus playing.
4: And his future wasn't there. I mean, we all we all know it. Some are, Some people yeah. are good at some things and some aren't, as we talked about today in other areas. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go there. Well...
1: It's this is Jason. supposed to be my respite. I get
3: away from all the management stuff. Oh, well, I get to we got about 30 seconds football. and we'll be
4: back there, right? We're about ahead, to wrap sorry. this thing, right? <laughs> it's very I mean,
1: I, like I said at the beginning, rappy. you can get up and go whenever you want. <laughs> so ah! It still applies. We there. still have like eight minutes left. <laughs> now, with, with Witten talking about him, do you think that he would be able to make the Pro Bowl this year? No.
2: Yes. But – Here's, I mean, I'm not trying to throw shade, but the Pro Bowl doesn't mean what it always meant. You're going to have dropouts, you're going to have injuries. Like you see it all the time, guys who were probably eighth in the pecking order wind up going to the Pro Bowl. And I think Witten's probably going to play enough snaps to catch anywhere between 50 and 70 balls for 600 yards. And if he throws some touchdowns in the mix, add that to the fact that he's a future Hall of Famer, hell yeah, he could go to
4: the Pro Bowl.
3: I'm thinking about the guys that right now I think are going to be the best tight ends in the NFC. Ertz. Kittle comes to mind. Kittle.
4: <laughs> Ertz has a 1,000 catches. Yeah. Uh,
3: but I'm saying, uh, when I, you start thinking about it from that standpoint, but again, I think Jason's, as far as just production is concerned, I think Jason's going to be farther down the list. He is. And, and these guys that are going to have some of the production, it's not like they aren't guys that are like Kittle – when he first popped on the scene, nobody, everybody was like, "Who's this Greg Kittle guy?" Oh, but cool. now George, he's George, George Kittle. Kittle. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> There's my exactly. point. Exactly. But my, but but the point now is that people are starting to kind of take notice of him. They started really catching on. Like this guy's a pretty good tight end. This year, he's not going to surprise anybody. If he has that kind of production, he's going to be a Pro Bowl caliber guy.
2: Kittle, Ertz, Ingram. Uh, who am I forgetting? Uh, Rudolph is still doing stuff. You got the new kid in Detroit, Hawkinson. Maybe that could happen.
3: Who's in? Um. Got who's in New Orleans now?
2: Uh, they signed a guy. I
4: didn't. Forgot. They sign. Oh, they signed Jared Cook. That's yeah, who it was.
3: And he's one. a pretty good t- tight end from yeah. the standpoint of
4: numbers with a Giants good quarterback. Guy. Ingram. Is that who you said? Yeah. Evan Ingram. Here's yeah. the thing though. Like, good. Good. <laughs> I ain't going to the Super Bowl. I, I mean, mean, Kittle's not going. to <laughs> Fighting. But good point. one like
2: one of those dudes will probably be in the Super Bowl. Hell, maybe it'll be Witten for that matter. Yeah, One of those dudes will be in the Super Bowl. One out. of them's going to freaking, you know, suffer a deep bone bruise in week 16 and be like, <laughs> nah, I don't want to go to the Pro Bowl. And all of a sudden, the seventh best tight end in the NFC will be in the Pro Bowl. Like, it happens every year. Yeah. So, yes, I think it's possible.
1: All right, well, not
2: not because he'll be one of the two or three best tight ends in the league, but yeah. because of the way How the Pro it's
1: Bowl structure. works. Yeah. With the suspensions that are looming, does that give us an opportunity to look at bubble players a little bit longer?
4: Mm-hmm. Especially, and, and there's no position that has more bubbleness to it than the <laughs> defensive line, which has a, it is a very, it's if bubbly. everybody was there that's on this little Depth uh-huh. chart right there. I was, I was making sure I had the defensive side. Yeah, it is. Every yeah, one of those fine. guys was ready and ready to play. It would be a very tough cut. I mean, that's would it. Be. You got 16 guys there Woods, Crawford, Taco, Malik, Covington. All those guys you think are going to be there. Demarcus. That's Quinn. That, uh, that. Then what? Tristan Hill, he'll make it. What's that legendary clip
2: of Romo the day Quincy got cut when he's like, ain't cutting me today. Yeah. Well,.
4: <laughs> I bet Taco Charlton felt some semblance of that when he heard about Robert Quinn. Yeah, I mean, like Daniel Ross, has played been here for two years. He was pretty good at times last year, and then he might have had some inactive moments. But he looks like a bigger guy. Like he gained fifteen to twenty pounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, but no one even talks about him even being in the rotation because they got Covington. They got they drafted yeah. Hill. Yeah. So and but he, he watch he, him be here. He contributed last year. He was you why know, part of that.
2: Wise is a guy I thought about bringing up as far as like a surprise on Saturday night because you would imagine he's going to play a decent amount. Yeah, he's, he's flashed some stuff here. I wouldn't be surprised if he bowls over a guard or two on Saturday night. Sixteen D- linemen uh, can they keep eleven? They can. They have before. It's rare. I think in four, right. in fourteen they it's not did as hard
4: 11. to cut five then. In Soto Walker. I just Ross. feel like every time
2: I think they're every time I think they're only huh? going to keep jokes? Jokes? maybe. every time I think they're going to go long they keep like
4: eight. Like one yeah. year they kept eight, and I was flabbergasted. So. Well, I mean, we still have the guy getting carted off the field in one of these games with a, you know, he's high ankle sprain or something, mm-hmm. and he's out for a little while. I know it happens, but I'm just it saying it does happen. The, these yeah. things trickle. That I mean, yeah. they, they work themselves out.
1: Well, with that, the whole suspension things and some of these guys uh, not being available for the beginning of the season, how much does that affect maybe what they're trying to do with the roster of maybe? Keeping somebody else at another position, but now they're having to carry more mm. at that position on the D line.
4: Well,
2: with
3: the sus- with the
2: suspension, it's the Quinn thing, it, it it I mean, it's not good that he's suspended, but it helps them because he doesn't count toward their roster.
3: Now, let me ask you this though, it just from a procedural standpoint though, do they have to get down? Do they have to have him? on the roster when they first get to 53 and then they can move him which means they still have to have that spot or can they immediately no. move him to the spend it list like
4: 90 guys okay. you got to get to 53 yep. you got 37 cuts right Yeah. 37 cuts you got to cut 33 this guy goes to injured reserve. He's out for the season. These three guys. This guy goes to suspension list. Okay. There's all these different. So you
3: lists. don't have to. So there's no point where you have to make a decision no. about the roster no. because of him. No. no. You basically keep an extra guy until he's right. off
2: suspension. Quinn but immediately has hits the suspended has list. Has Rico been claimed? I don't think so. I need to check Just on that. Just yeah, he, he immediately goes to reserve suspended at, like, 4.01 mm-hmm. Eastern on August Sorry.
3: 31st. That's a good thing for the Cowboys it from is. the standpoint yeah. of just the and roster. Whether, and then,
2: whether it's Taco, whether it's uh,
4: Ross, whether it's Daniel Wise, somebody's like gonna get one two of weeks. those guys will yeah. get that spot, yeah. most likely, for two weeks. And then, yeah. some, then somebody gets hurt in a different position, and, right. and yep. they stay around. Yep. So it's good. Yeah. You, you hold on as long as you can, this basically, team, in the NFL. This <laughs> team knows how to handle suspensions on the defensive <laughs> line. Like, they know how to handle They're not it. Novices. They're,
2: They're experienced. We well, yeah. yeah, watch the suspension thing. It, w- it won't work against them because, obviously, they'd love to have Randy back. But if Randy were to come back, then that's a spot you don't have all of a sudden. Week three, he'll come back. Right. We'll see. Who knows?
1: Hmm. And
3: you're still keeping an eye on what might happen with Crawford. So there's a yeah. lot that's still kind of I'm, undetermined yeah, there. Yeah,
2: between the – possibility of a suspension and the fact that he's on PUP like I'm yeah I want to know what's going on with Tyrone yeah one way or the other yeah exactly
1: all right well I think that's all the time we have for today uh we'll be traveling later on over to Woo-hoo. San Francisco Derek no. do you want San Jose is well, oh.
3: Nick made okay. me remember we're going to San Jose <laughs> all right,
1: all right. Uh-huh. it's right there but do you, you want to go ahead and promote to- the the broadcasting where it's going to be televise or while you guys do for the game? Yeah, yeah, season? sure,
3: absolutely. Uh, what we're going to do this this year, actually, the NFL has changed some of the rules, and they are allowing us to stream the game live on our mobile app and our uh, and our website, but only for people in our local viewing market. So, if you're in the local viewing market, you can watch it on the app or the mobile. Uh, you can watch it on the app or our website live while the game's in progress. For those of you outside of the market, uh, what we will do is the same thing we did last year. You need to get the Connected TV app. You can get it on Roku, you can get it on Apple TV, and you can get it on Amazon Fire. But if you have that, uh, the morning following the game, we will have the game uh, available on our Connected TV app. It's called Cowboys Now, um, and you'll be able to watch it uh, from there. And, and obviously that makes a little more sense for the preseason because you don't care as much about the outcome as much as you want to see different players. Um, so you can go back and watch that the following morning. So Sunday morning uh, this week you will be able to watch that game on Connected TV.
1: Thank you, Derek. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Dave, for your presence today. Good
3: job,
2: A.G.
1: (laughs) See you guys on Monday. We'll be back then, and hopefully you get to watch uh, this game and we get to see some players kind of shine out there when the lights come on. Thank you so much. This has been Cowboys Break on – what is it? What's the name? DallasCowboys.com radio.